And we are back. Hello, everybody. This is Byron. And I'm Chelsea. And welcome back to the Randomly Us podcast. So first things first, it's been a very long time since we've been on the microphone, in the studio, dropping hot fire. Long time, no talk. Yeah, it's been a long time. So we apologize for all our amazing fans that actually <laughs> listen to us two knuckleheads talk the whole time. But uh, life's been busy. We had a pretty busy life the last month, two months really, I feel like. I've been hectic since the last time we recorded an episode. But um, me and Chelsea, we've been talking and really reviewing our purpose of doing this podcast. And with that said, I'm going to let Chelsea kind of give her side of our future plans moving forward. Yeah. So when we started, we said we were going to do one episode a month, right? And then we did the first one and it was so much fun. And everyone was like, when are you going to post another one? And so we decided to do two a month, like every other week. However, when we started this, this was, you know, meant to be for us, kind of as something to do together, to spend time together um, for fun, kind of like a hobby. We didn't want it to feel like a job or a chore. And we didn't want it to be something that like felt like a hassle to do. So that being said... We are going to go back to our original plan for now of one um, episode a month. So we're going to do the first Sunday of every month and just release an episode then and just see how that goes. I'm not saying that's a forever thing, but for now, I think it's working best for us to do one. It still keeps it fun. It still keeps us enjoying it. It doesn't feel like a chore. And also, I feel like it gives everyone a for sure day that they can expect an episode the first Sunday of every month. Um, Mainly because we do travel an hour each way to record these episodes. So that becomes kind of hectic with like our lives and our jobs. And now Rogan's doing wrestling and things like that. So that's the plan um, for a while. Yeah. Also real quick, big shout out to my stepdad, T Dizzle, AKA T Mac, Todd Yori in the pharmacy podcast studios. Um, we are very fortunate to be using this. And like Chelsea said, we dedicate over over know, three hours. Three hours. An hour here, an hour home, and an hour to record. Yeah. Yeah. And then add on top of us actually stopping at my mom's and hanging out. So yeah. This really is like time consuming just for us to dedicate just a little bit of it to make an episode. So that's why um we are just gonna go back to one because trying to do two a month was getting a little hectic and We are just burning up ourselves. So, yep, be ready for Sunday of every month. So what's new since we haven't talked in a while? What's been going on? We are closer to Thanksgiving break. I know. I'm ready for a break. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like worn out. I don't know. It's because like the time change or what? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. The time change, I feel like, affected me more than it normally does. Probably because we have a five-month-old baby. (laughs) And it affected her, so therefore it ruined our lives. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I do feel extra exhausted. I do feel ready for a break, a yeah. snow day, a Thanksgiving break. Um. I really don't care at this point. Heck, I would take a two-hour delay. Yeah. Same. Anything. Same. But besides that, um, life is going good. Um, I'm super happy with how well um my Bible study's been going. Very good. We finished up the book of Romans last. Now we are going to do 
the letters of John and kind of been talking about some different uh, talking points also. So besides that, everything's going good. Rogan started wrestling. Very excited to watch him wrestle. And that's really it. That's all I got going on. Yeah. Um, same old, same over here too. Not much running Rogan back and forth to wrestling. Um, I actually started a book study, Bible study thing with some friends and it's going really well. Um, I feel like because you work so much and you coach everything under the sun and you spend (laughs) a lot of time away from the house, I don't get to aside from literally this. So every Tuesday now I'm doing a Bible study. It's called when you pray, I think is what it's called um, with them. And it's nice because, you know, it helps me learn how to pray and to be better at praying and understand prayer. But also for me, it's just really refreshing to spend time with adults that aren't my kids or you, like people that are someone other than my daily routine. So that's been really good for me. And I really enjoyed it. So it's awesome. All right. Let's dive into today's episode. Yeah. So we have a, could you call it a fun topic? I mean, yeah. I think it's interesting to hear other people's opinions and, their take on things so i would say for me this topic is interesting especially because it's going to be coming from like kind of two different perspectives so yeah so today this episode is going to be us discussing alcohol to drink or not to drink <laughs> right is that what shakespeare said no <laughs> uh, not at all i wasn't really much of a english guy anyways yeah, so um, we're just going to kind of talk about um, maybe our experience, our opinions, um, things we've learned, kind of it from like a biblical standpoint, and just, you know, should you drink? Should you not drink? Um, when you do, like, should there be boundaries? Should there not? What, you know, take we have on it? And this is not saying we're right or wrong. This is just our opinion, things we've learned, things we've seen, things we've experienced. So we're not judging anyone for how they approach it. Um, this is just how we approach it. And we thought it would be a fun topic um, because it is kind of something that I've seen a lot of lately. I do follow a lot of influencers on Instagram and I've noticed a lot of people posting like, oh, like I stopped drinking for a month because I was sober curious or whatever. And, you know, this is what I got out of it. And this is what I've learned and, you know, so on and so forth. So with that being said, Byron, would you like to share your story? Yeah, I'll share my story. Uh, Before I go ahead and get started, I just want to say, again, I'm not judging anybody who drinks. I'm not judging anybody who doesn't drink. Like you kind of said, everybody has their own viewpoint on it. Um, Obviously, once we get further into it, we'll see where I stand now. But um, yeah, I would say like for me, alcohol is, I don't want to use the word like prevalent in my life, but I mean alcohol wasn't really much of a taboo. I think I literally can remember at the age of five, um, I lived with my mom and my grandparents. And at the time, my grandfather was still working and he worked construction. And I remember my grandma always asking me at like 4.30, hey, go put Pap two beers in the freezer. By the time he would get home, I would help him like take his work boots off and he would go get undressed. And I just remember as soon as he would sit down on the couch I would run, give him one of his beers, and he would just sit there and like drink it after work. 
same thing too. Like my mom, like she always drank, like wasn't nothing different. It seemed pretty normal, like at my household to drink. And so obviously that just growing up thinking it was normal, um, trying it, um, probably when I shouldn't have tried it. Uh, and it was just like a normal part of life, you know, just Friday night weekends, like, Oh, just having drinks or whatever. And then I finally got to the point actually when you were pregnant with Rogan, I remember the first time I kind of slowed down drinking um, was when we were at one of the parties and I said, Oh, being pregnant isn't that bad. And you snapped and ripped my head off and said that it's not hard to drink. And she's, or it was something along the like, like you think it's so easy being at this frat house while everybody else is drinking. Like, I wish I could have a drink. And I was like, Oh, dang. I was like, that probably does suck. So from that point on, I kind of gave up drinking. You gave me like two passes. One was. I didn't give you two passes to drink. I give you two passes to get like drunk maybe. But you still drank pretty socially, I would say, after that. Just mm -hmm. not as excessive. Okay, that's probably fair. Yeah. But yeah, so I had two times to get like smashed. But then during that time, I was just like, you know what? It is nice waking up, like not being hungover. And then obviously after like graduating and stuff, just being more so of a social drinker. And then this recent July, I remember I was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to give up drinking just for the heck of it. Like it doesn't really serve me a purpose anymore. Like I feel like I can have like four beers and like my left leg hurts. Like I'm in pain, like not even that hungover, but I just feel miserable. And so I remember I'm going to save my last drink with my pap. We went to like a baseball game. And since July 27th, I have not had a single sip of alcohol. Okay. And let me just say, when Byron told me he was going to stop drinking, I kind of just like rolled my eyes and was like, whatever, like you're not drinking. Because if you know Byron, you know, he does random things and he does them to the extreme. For example, like he's probably the most fit person I know. I think his body percent body fat percentage is like probably zero um so really he doesn't need to go on a diet let's put it that way and i remember one day he was like i think i'm gonna do a diet starting january 1st and i'm like what why and not only was he gonna do a diet he wanted to do the carnivore diet and this is coming from like a guy who loves ice cream could eat a pint a night who loves cheese like it just was a it was extreme and it lasted what two weeks and then he was like chocolate milk is my love language and i need it okay not to get off topic the only reason why it lasted two weeks was because you bought crumble cookie and that <laughs> and literally there's four cookies left and they sat in the box for like three days and i kept asking are you gonna eat these you're like well, maybe and then that Saturday, I was just like, are you going to finish these cookies? And you're like, um, I think I'm going to throw them away. And I looked at you and said, that is the biggest waste of money. Because those cookies are like $5. And I was just like, I'm just going to eat them and go back on the diet. And you said, if you eat those, 
I'm done making you separate dinner. Yeah, because I was like cooking a dinner for me and Rogan and then also cooking a whole nother dinner for him because he was on this diet where he wasn't eating the same stuff as we were. So long story short, when he does things, he does them to the extreme and they're like usually bizarre. So when he was like, I'm just going to quit drinking. In my mind, I thought, why? Like you don't have a drinking problem. You're not an alcoholic. We don't even drink that much. Maybe if we go to dinner, we'll have a drink. Maybe, you know, if we're watching football with your pap or we go over your parents' house, you'll have a drink but it's not like it's like causing an issue in your life so I really didn't think he was serious so that was in July and it's now November so he has not had a drink since then proud of myself yeah no so (laughs) with that being said tell us a little bit more about your experience I guess with not drinking like how has it been um, it's been fine. I would say like the hardest part was the first couple outings that we had. Like I remember one time we went and hung out with your aunt and uncle at their camper. And obviously they're, I don't want to say like avid drinkers because that makes it seem like they have a problem. But like, obviously when they go out and they camp, like, like they have beers and stuff and something about just sitting around the fire, like it's cool to have a beer. And I'm like, Man, like I really would like a drink. But the same thing too, like the first few times going over like to my pap's house and like being with my mom and like not being able to have a drink. It's like, oh man, like I really like wouldn't mind having one. But like I wasn't like fiending over it. Like, oh man, like I really need it. But after like those first couple outings, I was just like, yeah, this is like fine with me. Like I think I've been doing well. Like I don't wish I had any drinks or anything. I will say last night when we went to Mexican, I really would have enjoyed a margarita. Yeah. And the Mexican restaurant we go to, they don't serve like virgin margaritas. Yeah. That is like, a I guess maybe it's more so like, I like drinking because like of the taste yeah. back when like I did drink. Yeah. So I, one thing that has kind of helped, um, we've been getting athletic brews, non-alcoholic beers. And that's what people. And they're so good. Look at me. They're like, why would you drink a beer that's an alcoholic? Literally, I would say since I had like my first taste of beer, I actually enjoyed the taste of beer. Yeah. Like not like the fact that I could get drunk or anything like that. I truly appreciate the taste of almost any and all beer. Yeah. And so that's why I enjoy drinking like the athletic brews because like I enjoy the taste. And I think a lot of people enjoy the effect alcohol has on them Mm -hmm. so do you feel better like mentally or physically since choosing not to drink for me i would say i don't or spiritually even i don't see a difference physically or mentally just because i feel like i haven't drank that much for it to really impact my life yeah i think if i would have been somebody maybe who was an alcoholic or somebody who like was constantly having like, or even if you would have tried this like in college, maybe I feel like, yeah. Or maybe somebody that would always have a six pack, like after work, Mm -hmm. it would probably be like much more of a difference. But even before this, we would drink like once a month. Yeah. So I don't see any huge impact on my life physically or mentally. So Byron decided to give up drinking in July. Um, I had just had a baby in May 
And I did not decide to give up drinking because I had just gave up drinking for the last eight months. So with that being said, I do still drink socially. I mean, I don't have a problem. I'm not drinking a glass of wine every night after work. I mean, I just socially drink, right? So I guess my question for you, Byron, is does it bother you that I drink? How do you feel that I'm drinking and you're not? Like, do you feel like it's had any effect on our relationship, like good or bad? Yes, I have issues with it. Okay, I'm being serious. Okay, no, honestly, I, I don't. I think I am so secure and like, I don't want to sound like conceited. I'm trying to find like the right words to put this in, but I am, am so confident like mentally, mm-hmm. and like I go off the beat of my own drum that like you can do whatever you want which that wasn't always the case though for you right because i remember you told me kind of it was like june i think that you were going to stop drinking and you were like i don't want to drink anymore i think i'm just going to give it up you know like kind of like that sober curious thing like i just want to know what it's like to go somewhere and be the only one not drinking for example and you went to a wedding actually in the beginning of july and you did drink but under my assumption you weren't going to drink and you had no anticipation to drink but then you did and it was because other people were drinking correct yes yeah so at one point you really weren't that secure and confident and able to just it almost seemed like you did it socially and the only reason you were drinking was because other people were drinking yeah so So how has that been like being around other people drinking now like i know at first it was hard but now how do you feel yeah i would say like back in june um a good friend of mine was getting married, so I, I was down officiating the wedding. And all of us guys kind of went out the day before. And a lot of these guys, like, we're all younger. We all went to college together for the most part. So I haven't seen some of them in a while. And I think it was more so of that sense of nostalgia. You know, like, oh, I get to be with, like, my college buddies. I get to drink. And yet, for me, I didn't fully commit to the idea of, of being sober all the time. So I think that's why I kind of was like, that's ah, one drink. And even at that too, like I had like two drinks, I think it was, but now like being able to just go to different social events, like doesn't affect me. Cause I, again, I think I've been doing it for so long and I have seen and took small steps to where I'm like, yeah, like I'm okay. Like, I've been in this type of setting already. I've been in that type of setting. I've been with this many people, that many people. So I kind of been through, you know, a diverse situation and scenarios to where I'm comfortable being like the only sober one. Yeah, which is cool. Um, So I feel like I had kind of a different experience um, maybe than you did with alcohol growing up. I feel like I had two two experiences we'll say like I had one extreme to the next okay so like kind of how you said like your pap you know he did like a manual labor job he would come home he would have a beer same thing with my pap I spent a lot of time with my nan and pap and he did the same thing he worked in the mill would come home would drink a beer when I was younger uh, my mom and dad weren't together my mom was a drinker she was a heavy drinker she would go out every weekend 
we would be home with my nan and that's kind of what she did on Saturday and Sundays. Right. So I grew up on that end of things, seeing people drink all the time. It's not a big deal. It was part of their life. It was just kind of what they did. But then I also grew up with a completely opposite view on my dad's side, not necessarily him. Like he's not really a drinker, um, but specifically his, his parents. So my grandparents, um, they're very strong in their faith and they're very in the word and they never drank. And to me, it almost seemed, they never said this. So I don't want to like get them to hear this and be like, well, we never said that. But like the, I don't know, the vibe that they put off was that it was bad and they didn't agree with it. And if you would talk about people drinking around them, they would be like, kind of like, eh, like comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they never did it. I've never seen them drink. We would even go to like my great grandma's on holidays and some of my aunts would drink wine and my grandma would just kind of like turn her nose up at it almost. You know what I mean? <laughs> part of it, probably she didn't like the taste. I would assume. I feel like she's told me that before. Uh, and the other part of it, it just wasn't what they did. And they were just not okay with it. So that kind of brings us to really what we want to talk about today, to drink or not to drink, right? So is it okay to drink? Is it not okay to drink? And this is going to come more so from a personal opinion as well as biblical, because, you know, we are in our Bible, we are in the word, and this is what we believe, and we are following, you know, the Lord's path. And that's kind of where our opinions are stemming from. But, you know, you could agree with our opinions and and not believe in God. You know what I mean? So I want to give like kind of both outlooks and kind of bring up some questions to really maybe have people think before they decide, am I going to drink or am I not going to drink? So um, with that being said, to drink or not to drink. So what does, let's say the Bible say about drinking? Is it okay or is it not okay? So to answer, I would say it is okay. However, it depends on how much you do of it. Yeah. So there's rules. Just like with everything, there's boundaries, right? There's boundaries. There's moderation. There's rules. Yeah. Um, Nowhere in the Bible does it directly say, you know, this is commandment, you know, 327, you shall not drink any alcohol. Because then as soon as you say that, people automatically will turn to, well, didn't Jesus like turn water into Mm -hmm. wine? Yes, he did. However, it all depends on your situation, the situation you are in. And if you look at that situation, you know, they were there at a wedding, ran out of wine, especially during, you know, that time period. Really, the only thing you could possibly drink was water wine and some sort of you know beer like a hoppy water and um and that they don't they weren't drinking to get wasted or plastered Mm -hmm. you know they were drinking in celebration because during that time marriage was really a huge you know communion of two people you know tying the knot and bringing god into their lives you know they were doing a covenant so it's more so them glorifying god in a sense so I think as long as you are being meaningful and you're not doing it out of what's the word I want to look for here, if you're doing it in moderation, so maybe one or two, then yes, it's fine. So that kind of brings me to something that I wrote down in my notes here. 
what is your motive for drinking, right? Mm -hmm. So is it okay to drink? Sure, right? In my opinion. But what is your motive? Is your motive to get drunk? Is your motive because you had a stressful day at work? Is it to numb the pain of like something physically or emotionally? Um, are you drinking during a time of like fellowship, right? Um, are you drinking to like glorify the Lord? What is your motive? And if that doesn't fall in line with what you believe or know to be true or your values, then maybe you shouldn't be. But if it does, then I don't see an issue, right? Yeah, no, I definitely think, like you said, it's all about your motivation. So again, if you are in a situation where you are glorifying God, um, it's fine. If you're sitting down, maybe you're celebrating you know, a draw promotion. If you're celebrating maybe a, a birth of a child, a wedding, a wedding yeah. some sort of ceremony where you know God has brought that situation mm -hmm. uh, into uh, fruition, then yes, it's fine. And also, too, it is most important for you to be in the right state of mind. So, yeah, that actually brings me to one of the scriptures I wrote, um, Ephesians 5.18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. So, you know, it says do not get drunk. So, you know, what does drunk mean? What is the definition of drunk? What do people view as drunk? Um and I think that makes a difference, right? Yeah. What we see the word drunk as could be very different than other people. Yeah. And here's also the thing too. It's Satan, he didn't create sin. Like there's nothing that he technically created. He's more so a deceiver. Mm -hmm. And what he's doing is he takes something like alcohol, something that was used to, again, as a celebratory drink, mm -hmm. you know, you have maybe one or two and that's it. Well, now if we look, alcohol is everywhere. And every time we see it, you know, we see it as people, you know, going out to nightclubs, partying, you go, you had a stressful day at work or you go through a hard situation, you're just doing shot after shot. So he's making it seem like it's okay, you know, to have all this abundance of alcohol. Mm -hmm. That it's normal. Yeah. That's not the case because as soon as we are going to alcohol to help solve for our problems, well, we're just moving ourselves further away from God. And at the end of the day, that's who we need to get through those times. Yeah. Like when we're not seasons, we don't have a clear mind. Like, so, you know, some people look being buzzed as not being drunk, but in my opinion, being buzzed is drunk, right? Because your mind yes. is not a hundred percent clear. You're not a hundred percent into whatever it is you're doing yeah actually that's the thing uh in our bible study i had one of my friends he said he's like hey um he's like what's your thoughts on alcohol and i was like what do you mean he's like is it okay to drink he like i think this was like only two three weeks ago he asked this i was like honestly it all depends on how you're doing it you know if you're doing it in fellowship you got a couple people over you know you have one or two beers and yet if you can still think soberly and in this case soberly being righteous mm -hmm. you know if you are still thinking like okay if i'm in this situation you know what would god want me to do then yeah you are 
are probably in the right mindset. But as soon as you start drinking and you start going buck wild and you're like, <laughs> who cares? Like, let's party. Whoa. Like going crazy. You're probably not in the right, you know, spiritual mindset. So as long as, as I would say, you know, you can put God first and you can know what is righteous and what's not righteous. And those drinks are not taking you out of that mindset. And obviously it's okay to have one or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I also wrote down, you know, the Bible or the word, or it doesn't prohibit you from using alcohol. It prohibits you from abusing alcohol. Mm -hmm. So like we said, as long as you're doing it for the right reasons, whatever that may be, you're not abusing it with anything. Everything is okay in moderation. So, you know, if I'm dependent on something, whether it's alcohol or something else, then that's not okay. I shouldn't be depending on anything to bring me joy other than the Lord. I shouldn't be depending on anything to, you know, heal my pain emotionally mm -hmm. or physically besides the Lord. So if that becomes an issue, then yeah, then I would say alcohol is not being used a proper way. It's being abused. Yeah. And also too, again, going back to the situation, it's important for us to be our brother's keeper. You know, we shouldn't be a stumbling block. And that's another thing. And I know I spoke with your grandfather about this before. And one of the big reasons why he doesn't drink is because you don't know what somebody's going through. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times in the New Testament, it says, you know, we should love our brother as we love ourselves, or we should yeah. love our brother as we love Christ, which means, you know, we, if we want help, you know, with a, a situation, you know, we're going to look for somebody to help us. So if somebody is struggling with alcohol, or if you know that they have an issue with drinking, you know, and they may have not admit it, you're like, I ain't going to drink around that person. Cause I know like one drink goes to three, then three goes to nine, nine goes into, you know, them blacking out. Mm -hmm. So actually I wrote down, um, Romans 14, 15 through 21. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, or in this case, drink, you are no longer walking in love by what, by what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you re regard as good be spoken of as evil for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but a righteous and peace and joy in the Holy spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is God, it is, it is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. So literally what you just said I had in my notes, um, you know, we should be uplifting people. You know, it's not okay to be selfish so if i'm selfishly drinking because i like the taste or because i want to celebrate something or because whatever my motive is but i'm not thinking okay well you know sally sue has a drinking problem and she's sitting right here and this is probably tearing her down rather than upbuilding her mm -hmm. that's a problem that's first of all, selfish, which is not okay. And two, it's putting her in a situation to stumble and to fall. Yeah. Again, I mean, we kind of both hit the nail on the head. 
we truly don't ever know what somebody's going through. Obviously, from the outside looking in, you can kind of pick up on on the cues and you can kind of see the way a person acts or what they're reliant on. So that's kind of a big thing for me. And now it's, you know, I really don't know what somebody's going through. So I don't want to put them in a situation to make things worse. You know, I think my goal is to bring people closer to God's word. And, you know, by doing that, if that's me not offering them an alcoholic drink or me suggesting that we hang out and do something different, then that's what I'm going to do. And even if, say, you're not in the same situation as us, as far as like wanting to bring people closer to God and wanting to bring them to the word, just as like a friend or a family member, if I am drinking with my alcoholic, you know, cousin who doesn't take care of their kids, isn't going to work, is drinking and driving, is, you know, making bad choices because of their use of alcohol, then I'm not being a good family member or friend or whatever to them in general. You know what I mean? So like, I know a lot of people that listen to us don't, you know, follow the word as closely as we do. And maybe they're not strong in their faith and you know, that's a different story for another day, but it's still the same situation, you know, to drink or to not drink, even if you're taking all of this like biblical stuff outside of it and just making it like being a decent human, you know, are you getting drunk and are you acting a fool? Are you causing ruckus? You know, are you being a good member of society by getting drunk? If the answer is no, then why are you doing it? Right. So don't get drunk Two. um, if you're, you know, drinking with people who have problems and are destroying their lives, are you being a good friend or a good family member or a good whatever? If so, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it with them. Um, and then also it does say in the Bible, like, you know, don't drink underage, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're drinking with someone of underage, you know, that's against the word, but also it's against the law. So, you know what I mean? All of these things can fall into place, I feel like, for anyone, not just us, not just someone who is trying to live, like, a godly life. Yeah, I know we're kind of going to, seems like we're wrapping up this talking point. Again, I was probably the biggest dummy there was, like, growing up, and I'm just going to leave it at that. So I'm not sitting here trying to talk and act like I'm better than people because of the position I'm in now. However, I wouldn't be in that position if it wasn't for those stumbling blocks that I got over from my younger days. So just looking back, obviously hindsight's 2020. Well, just follow the law. I know that's hard. And I know that's silly to say, but if you are underage, you're not really missing out on anything. You're missing out on, on some headaches. That's it. Like you can wait until you're 21 if you really want to have that first sip of alcohol. You know, there's nothing really good that comes out of it, in my opinion. Also, too, like just the health benefits aside. Like, yeah, I was going to say actually that, too. Um, I listened to a really good podcast by um, Dr. Andrew Huberman, and alcohol is just straight up poison. Yeah, and not only, I mean, I'm not going to say like whatever that, but I'm saying like, I don't want to put out a message to, you know, my kids that it's okay for you to come home and drink every night. And if you do that, I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm just saying I don't want that. So anything that's keeping me from my goals for me is not worth it. So just like, you know, if my goal is to be a healthier person, I'm not going to come home and eat chocolate every night. 
I'm also not going to come home and drink alcohol every night. If my goal is to, you know, lose weight, I'm not going to sit on the couch and eat chips every day. I'm going to be active. And so I think that's important too. Whenever you do have children or you do have people even just looking up to you, that you are leading an example of what you would want for them and, you know, being open to them too and letting them know, like, this is alcohol. Like last night at dinner, I did have a margarita, right? And Rogan said, what is that? And I said, oh, this is a margarita. Whenever you are old enough, maybe you can have it. But right now it's not for kids. So I want you know him to be exposed to it, but in a healthy way so that he doesn't have an issue with it when he gets older one way or the other. I don't want him to think it's like the enemy and it's the worst thing ever. But I also don't want him to think that it's something that we do every day and yeah. can abuse. There's a time and a place for it. Yeah. All right, that's all I gotta say about it. Yeah. So to drink or not to drink. I mean some thinking things for you all. <laughs> for sure. So before we officially wrap up this episode, one thing I want to ask you, Chelsea, since we're kind of talking about drinks mm-hmm. and non-alcoholic drinks, we'll kind of pivot to that. Do you have like a a favorite like non-alcoholic drink? Like a mocktail? It could be a mocktail, it could be like anything. Not necessarily like a mocktail. Um, okay. Well, my favorite non-alcoholic drink would be a cherry limeade from Sonic. Mm-mm. That's my favorite thing to drink. Um, if I was gonna make a mocktail though, I would make like any type of mocktail margarita. Like I like to take any type of juice, like for example, like grapefruit juice, and put it with like um like a Topo Chico and then just put like salt on the rim. Ooh. Yeah, delicious. I like it. What about you? Honestly, I am a sucker for Alani New Energy drinks. Yeah, those are so good. Like, yeah, I would probably fiend for some of them. I know. I wish that they didn't all have energy, like well, caffeine. caffeine. Yeah, like I feel like I could just sip on them as like a beverage. But they made those seltzer waters, and it wasn't it? I didn't like them. Yeah, I don't like seltzer waters. Um, I just wish they could make like an energy drink minus the caffeine because yeah, that would be our drink for sure. Yeah, because like I don't drink pop or soda, yeah. whatever part of the United States you're from. So for me, like that's how I kind of get my carbonation fix. Mm-hmm. Is that? But, and they did have a cherry lime energy drink that yeah. was really good. I like the uh, pina colada one. Yeah, Fuego. Yeah. Well. Well, this was fun. It was. It was good getting back here. Like I said in yeah. the studio again. I enjoyed it. For you guys that listen, please feel free. Uh, let me rewind. What was that you said? <laughs> no, I was speaking monster. For those who have listened, there we go. Please feel free to comment, even message us in any regards. Share your thoughts of alcohol. You might be somebody who's been thinking about trying the, what do you call it? Super curious? Is yeah. That what you said? Super? yeah, it's like a thing. Look it up. <laughs> Must be on TikTok. I'm not on there. No, not me either. All right. So yeah, if you are quote unquote sober curious and you have questions, you know, go ahead. I would appreciate helping anybody. Yeah, if you have any input or yeah. things you'd like to add, feel free to share because we like to hear what other people have to say too. Like we said, everything we say on here is totally our opinion, our experience, our views. Um, it doesn't mean we're right. So I would like to hear, you know, what do you think? What do you say? Um, so you can follow us on Instagram, randomlyus.podcast and share with us there. Um, or you can leave a comment 
on Apple Podcast. Leave us a rating. All of those good things. Share and tell a friend. All right. Thanks. Talk to you guys next Deuces. time.